Hey guys, uh, good evening once again and welcome to yet another episode of Gavin Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. I am Mr. Roscoe Vacant and I'm joined once again by my dear friend and most wealthy of colleagues, Mr. Gil Rokotansky. Gil, how the devil are you my friend? So much better than the last couple of weeks. You're so much better, you're sounding healthier. Yep. You're not sounding as sinusy. Yeah. I wonder if that's because I'm like a vaping hipster fuck now. You are a vaping hipster fuck now. So you have moved away. So yes, you're well and you have uh, you've given up the old fags. Yep. Given up the old fags and you've moved on to the old vaping. We should point out for uh-huh. the worldwide listeners we mean cigarettes. <laughs> Aye, given up the old... I know. I've stopped with the fags. Not giving up the rest of goodness sake. Started fake vaping instead. Yep. Yep. Um, so is vaping a worldwide phenomenon or not? Probably not. No, I think it is. I think did, a lot of people are moving away from tobacco just because of all the. Do they call it that? Though? I don't know. Uh, yeah. They'd... Right. Okay. So we don't need to explain what that is. No. That's fine. Okay, that's cool. That's okay, because we like to kind of introduce uh, introduce people to. It's, it's an, an amazing phenomenon, isn't it? It's quite a. It's the kind of thing where you think the global tobacco firms must be absolutely livid about it. Apparently, they're all trying to move into it now. Oh really? Yeah, because it has taken off. I was looking into it, and I, it was invented years and years and years ago. This uh-huh. this guy that had come up with the idea. And he took it round the tobacco firms and they weren't interested. Right. Uh-huh. So it seems to have been something that they were offered. Uh-huh. Didn't and care about. Up. Yep. And now it's it's grown itself kind of elsewhere over the past decade. Yep. I mean, I tried the e-cigarette things yep. ages ago and no, just did nothing <laughs> for me. I hated yep. it. But, you know, this new thing that I've got, I quite like it. Three days away from tobacco. I've still got tobacco. Mm-hmm. I've got no interest in touching it. That's excellent. It's quite interesting that there's that, um, you know, there's that whole, uh, well, it's almost like everybody's trying to rush to legislate for it now. Like the World Health, Health Organization is just running towards vaping and trying to work out whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's almost legislation is trying to catch up with uh, the trend. Yeah, in a couple I mean, of years, in a couple of years' time, it will it will come out that it's so much worse for you than regular yep. cigarettes. Absolutely, thoroughly carcinogenic. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. Now the thing that's that's uh, making me wonder about it is because there's lots of these oils are like vegetable oil based. Uh huh. Is it better or worse for me to be putting vegetable oil into my lungs? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? The attack of the killer tomatoes and uh, the happening has taught us anything. Um, <laughs> vegetables are not our friend. You've reminded me of the happening. 
fuck's sake. <laughs> now I want to just move on to heroin. <laughs> Actually watching the happening. It's... Well, the more the more plants that you smoke or inject, the less chance there is of the happening happening. Well, the happening watching it is like being on heroin, one would imagine. God, that that film just steals uh-huh. bits of your life, and then at the end of it, you just go, "Oh fuck, right off." <laughs> is that a uh, M Night Shyamalan? Isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it is. So, like, every- Dare, need I ask? Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking bad. It's going to be some kind of war crimes tribunal against that guy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Well, there will be, but at the end there'll be a twist. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like he'll only go off. He'll go off with it. He'll be, uh, maybe get a five-year uh, jail sentence or something, and he'll be able to spend some of it in the comfort of his own home. It will turn out that we're all actually in jail. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. And it was, it was the people that murdered Laura Palmer, and we didn't have our legs on. Um, <laughs> so. Guys, mixing metaphors and moving very swiftly on. Um, Gil, have you managed to watch anything exciting this week? Uh, I have, actually. I've, I've watched a really good New Zealand film called Housebound. It's oh, a, yeah, of course. I saw the poster for that. It looks fantastic. It is, it is superb. It's, uh-huh. it's right up there in my kind of top five New Zealand horror comedies. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. And it's, yeah, we'll definitely need to review that at some point. That was uh, Duncan McLeish that pointed that one out to me. I'll uh, just call him Scoop. Yep, Scoop, Scoop McLeish. McLeish. Absolutely, absolutely. He'll be doing um, a lot of scooping since they've had the baby. <laughs> whoa, there we go. Uh, you get to a point where it's just, uh just shove them in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's no point in trying to clean this up. We'll just need to put it in the bath. Now. Yeah. Um, but you, you sco- don't... scooping only takes you so far. <laughs> but there is one good thing about when people have a baby. What's that now? It means they've always got baby wipes kicking about their house. Baby wipes are fantastic. No, they're not. Baby wipes are terrible. Baby wipes are great when you're an adult. It's like giving your bum a wee treat. Oh, <laughs> Oh man! You know, oh, it's just for Saturdays. I'll just, oh, I'll man. use a baby wipe. <laughs> so moving swiftly on, um, yeah. So housebound, we should definitely cover that one at some point in the near future. Have you seen anything else? Uh, I've watched a few things, but none of them have really kind of stood out. Uh huh. You know, it's. Uh, I'll need to try and remember what else I've watched because I think that. One of the films that we're going to review tonight kind of broke my brain. <laughs> and not in a good way. Yeah. 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 Oh. I think, I, think we can, I think we can agree there. Yeah, I've mostly been catching up with uh, Z Nation and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that crap. An American Horror Story, I'm still really liking that, although it's, it's just kind of plodding along a wee bit, mm-hmm. but... You know, Z Nation, I'm really enjoying it now. Very cool. And not in a guilty pleasure kind of way, I'm actually uh-huh. I'm actually enjoying it. 
Cause you, up around episode 7 now, did you say? Yeah, it's up to episode 7. And you do... Because we're aware of what the asylum is, and we uh-huh. know that they're kind of low budget, mm-hmm. it means that when anything the that looks better than their usual fare appears on screen, <laughs> then you go, oh, that was, that's a good effect. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of it, you're just kind of watching it going, this is the asylum. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I like it. Very good. Very good, my friend. I don't want to sound dickish, but I'm enjoying it more than the current series of The Walking Dead. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that I'm I'm watching both of them, and I do look forward to the next episode of Z Nation. Well, I'll be honest. I would take great delight in the the asylum doing something really good because the asylum's always the butt of everyone's jokes. And to be quite fair, the sometimes it sometimes sometimes it des- it deserves that. Um, but equally, uh, I'm always very happy when the asylum punches above its weight and does something pretty good. Um, How many so, times has that happened? Well, no, not um, not Atlantic Rim. No, no, a massive amount of times. But there's been a few times. But the thing is, a lot of the time, people just criticise the asylum without even looking at the content that they're putting out. Some of it's terrible. Um, but I mean, what was the Abraham Lincoln one? That was really good. Bevel Burst Junior. Yeah, we both really um, enjoyed. It wasn't really good, but I mean, it was good. And there, and Bevel Burst Junior's performance was great in it. Um, there's been other ones that we've that we've enjoyed plenty uh, from the asylum. Shark, so, Sharknado. Yeah, well, let them do their thing, and uh, I think everybody else can toss off. That, well, I, I think it's good that they've teamed up with sci-fi because I think that's great. It, it seems to be working out for them, and them doing a series mm-hmm. seems to be giving them a little bit more scope. Because mm-hmm. so usually all we get is these. 90 minute kind of one shot things mm-hmm. and having these like 40 minute long episodes we just get something from the asylum that doesn't overstay its welcome each sure. week <laughs> right okay you know if they if they made a zombie film mm-hmm. I completely imagine that it would just be like watching two episodes of Z Nation mm-hmm. it would be that enjoyable which isn't right. very enjoyable as a movie, but sure. the series, you know, get a watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you? Well, I've inspired by uh, inspired by your watching of Twin Peaks. I have uh, finally bit the bullet and started started watching uh, Twin Peaks. All right. And I'm very much enjoying it and very surprised by it. Um, I didn't expect it to be as funny. As it is, or as as uh, you know, as kind of clever as it is, I thought it would be. I thought it would be very chin strokey and very um, mysterious and dark, and I didn't expect it to be quite as amusing as it is. So I've I've been really very much enjoying that. So I'm about five episodes in at the moment, which I realise isn't a lot, but um, well, that's, still very, that's very much enjoying th- it. Halfway through the first series, yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, and that's that's been really cool. Also. Uh, got my copy of Return to Newcomb High uh, through, um, which I was disappointed to discover was the Region 2 version rather than the Troma release. Uh, so it's getting no bonus features whatsoever. Um, so that's because this is a co-release with 
uh, Anchor Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is be a very very basic. It's almost like a budget copy that they've they've sent out. Um, so I was quite disappointed there, to be honest. But that's uh, neither here nor there. So it was quite good to get watching that one again. Um, I think there'll be a chance that we'll. I think we we could sit down and talk about the Newcomb High series at some point in time in the future. Yeah. Um, because we did we've we've done trauma, but didn't really focus on the Newcomb High series particularly. Um. Again, my thoughts on this one are pretty much the same as when I saw it uh, at the cinema at the, the premiere last year. Um, it's very good and very funny, but, but at the same time, it's a, it relies a bit too heavily on... Um, Dick and fart jokes. Yeah, like way more than than the usual, in my opinion. And the uh, thing is, when I, usually when people say dick and fart jokes, they mean that sort of humour. Uh-huh. Whereas this is literally, literally yeah. dick and fart jokes. Uh-huh. It literally is. And I think that it's, it's, it's not in the same vein as... Uh, it is in the same vein to some extent as things like Terra Firma and uh, Tromeo and Juliet and uh, Poultrygeist. But I think it's, distinguished, it's distinguishable from that on the basis of um, the amount of very, very crude uh, humour that's, that's in the other app. I find no no distaste for anything. I just find it too much, and trauma's always kind of quite quite kind of happily walk that line of being extreme, but still being politically aware, still saying something. And this tends to this to me feels like they've went a bit towards the kind of dude bro side of things, yeah. and a bit too much towards the kind of lowest common denominator, um, in some respects. But, but yeah, we can probably get a whole show out of. Oh, without a doubt. And that'll be really easy to pick the final song for. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we could get the smithereens. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Okay, so, yeah, aside from that, I think that's been more or less that. And then the films for for this week, pretty much. I think that's been... Yes. Size for it. Yes. Werewolf Rising... Absolutely. Oh. So that's what we have discussed Werewolf Rising and Wolf Cop. Um, so those are the films that we'll be talking about. Um, yeah, so it's probably going to be a, a shorter episode this week. Because uh, you're going as, to America to, to directly complain about your uh, Nukem High. Absolutely. Is, is it a DVD or Blu-ray you got? It's DVD. Uh, DVD. Get the green ray while you're in... America. Yeah, I've already just spent money on the DVD. I'm not going to be buying a Blu-ray to Gil, to be fair. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I have my Galavant and trousers on and I will be going to see uh, Horror Rock Legends, uh, or Death Rock Legends, rather, Sam Hain. So that should be rather lovely. Apparently, at this gig, they're only going to be doing uh, Van Halen covers. <laughs> And they're going to be Sam Hain Hager. Oh, very good. Yes, they're performing uh, the first album in this year, so that should be that should be very cool. Um, I don't know. I, I've probably I don't think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I'm not really a big fan of bands playing albums. Are you? I think it really depends on the album, to be honest. Right. I mean, like I, 
I like Pink Floyd, and they they've done things in the past, like in their mid nineties tour, they would come on, do a whole bunch of songs, and then in the middle of the the show, they would do all of Dark Side of the Moon. But Dark, right, okay. Dark Side of the Moon, each song kind of runs into the next anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they would go off and come back on and do another whole bunch of songs. So when it's things like that, I quite like if it's like a a concept album type mm-hmm. deal or an album that seems worthwhile doing all the songs from. But then you get some people that do these we're going to play the album in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And whilst you're watching it, you realise why some of these songs are ones that they had to go and learn because they hadn't done them live. Uh-huh. You know, it's, yep. ev- every album probably has one or two kind of throwaway tracks on it. Sure. And that's... They should be missed. <laughs> yeah. Because, let's face it, they're not missed. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I feel. I think, like, uh, as much as I'm looking forward to seeing Sam Hain performing the first album, uh, I would much rather that it was just a selection of stuff from across the the three and a bit albums. Um, Greatest hits set. Yeah, just that. Well, yeah, no, just just stuff that they want to play as a band, rather than kind of forcing through some kind of. Um, but I suppose if that's if that's what people want to hear and if that's what people are paying to hear then that's cool um, it's quite trendy these days isn't it it is, it is and it's, it's always like um, the, the thing that annoys me is like <laughs> it's almost become like Linkin Park is now classic rock so it'll be <laughs> Linkin Park with their classic album Hybrid Theory and it's like what? oh god is this some kind of joke? or um, it's not Lost Profits because they're in jail, but it <laughs> not all of them are in jail. Rather, one of them is in jail. Um, the others are free and at large in the community. <laughs> <laughs> and completely innocent <laughs> of any wrongdoing. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that was, that was oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would so, be a brilliant name for them to have changed to. <laughs> At large in the community. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, okay. So before before we have any more uh, legal issues, we shall have a short break there, and we will be back to discuss the wonderful Werewolf Rising, and we'll be back after this. This is Jamie from Devour the Podcast. Do you enjoy horror commentary with straightforward honesty? Oh my god, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so hard. Oh my goodness, you know, I, halfway through this movie, I was just like, let's get this thing going. Fuck this movie. Okay. <laughs> Humor and an obvious passion for the genre. I like the cut of your jib. It's the ceiling, Grandma. Don't make me get out the broom. Oh, your tears are like wine. They used to call that the vapors. Cupcakes are kind of the Schindler's list of desserts. It's it's a, a pure good. I love the idea of up-and-coming horror directors taking on the found footage genre. I really, really like that idea. 
And that's really the worst thing you can commit as far as filmmaking is concerned, is making a film that's just average. Well, that doesn't really inspire any kind of discussion, whether it's, you know, to rip it apart or or praise it. Then you should spend time with David and me. And Bo. As we discuss horror films from old classics. Deep Red. Empire of the Ants. Lisa and the Devil. The Baby. The Toxic Avenger. The New Favorites. Absentia. Cabin in the Woods. The Loved Ones. Shadow of Death. VHS. The Woman. Check us out on iTunes or at devourthepodcast.blogspot.com. Devour the Podcast is a proud member of the Horrorphilia Podcasting Network. Okay, guys, and we're back to discuss Werewolf Rising. Roscoe's picked this one. Uh, I did not pick this one. You did? No, I didn't. You did? I didn't. You, you behave yourself. No matter how high you see it, <laughs> you doesn't did. make it any more true. <laughs> you did. <laughs> okay, I didn't. You did. <laughs> you see it like that? It did. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, the synopsis. Right, let's try... Right, we're going to try the IMDb. I haven't read it. So, Gil, I don't care. We're well, no editing this. This is it. Yeah, just, this I'm is going to read it. I don't care. Episode. This is editless. So, this is probably... Usually, what happens is I read out a thing from IMDb, then we discover it's written by someone... Who's for whom English is not their first language, or they're an absolute idiot. Um, <laughs> Two so, of the reviews for this film on IMDb uh-huh. are by different people, but are one hundred percent identical, apart oh from the headings. <laughs> that is very strange. They're at it. Yep. Okay. So here's the synopsis from IMDb. We've not read it. I don't care. Emma is a country girl who left for the big city only to return years later with big problems. And when she returns to her childhood home deep in the Arkansas mountains for well-needed rest, relaxation and soul-searching, her problems have only just begun. Bloodthirsty werewolf emerges from the woods to lay siege to the area, ravaging anything in its path and revealing a sinister underworld that was never knew existed. With a full moon hanging over the area... Emma is plunged into a fight, not only for her life, but for her very soul. Oh my god, that go. that synopsis makes the film sound really good. But it's not if really good. If only the person had watched the film. Oh, absolutely. Laying waste to everything in its path. Two yep. people. Two uh-huh. fucking people. Barely. Um, no, it was a werewolf, not a bear. Oh, uh, of course. It's a were-bear pick. Oh, yep. Were-bat. Spider-monkey. Um, okay, so it was written and directed uh, by the auteur, Mr. B.C. Furtney. Let me say that again. That's B.C. Furtney. That sounded like you were being particularly nasty about him there. Um, okay, and it was directed by, yeah, both him and him. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, it was written and directed by him. Get over it, Fultney. Um <laughs> Stars Brian Berry as Wayne Dobbs. Melissa Carnell as Emma, who doesn't have a surname. Matt Kopko as Johnny Lee. Um, Taylor Hornman as Werewolf. Spoiler, there is a werewolf in the movie. It's got Danielle Lizzo as Christina. 
It's got Irina Murphy as Beatrix, and of course, our dear friend Bill Oberst Jr. as Rhett. So, um, <clears throat> so Gil, what did you think of this one? Uh, well, I actually wrote down some notes as I was oh. watching this film. So I don't know if if it might make it easier if we just go through the notes because they're all really short. That'd be good, yeah. And then we good. we can discuss the film just as we go along. So absolutely, that sounds lovely. Yep, yeah, uh, nice opening, Bill. That was uh, the start of the film, which you know that was all right. A guy mm-hmm. and a girl out in a car doing a bit of parking. Mm-hmm. And then there's a werewolf attack. I they were they weren't doing a bit of parking. She was trying. He was trying to rape her. That's a bit of part. They were parked. Uh huh. They were parked. Bill Oberst Jr. as usual. Uh-huh. Uh A brilliant, sinister performance. Uh huh. And that that I did like. Uh huh. And it it starts off the film quite. It's, it's incredible that you could confuse that sequence for romance I didn't want to say a bit of rapey action that's why I just said parking cause well, I think it's important to, to warn people of the, the potential uh, upset that might be caused by, by such a sequence okay well it's right at the start of the film and it's, uh-huh. it's the let's as, as we go on we're going to discover that if anybody doesn't want to watch that sort of uh Thing uh-huh. anyway, then they should probably avoid this film because there's it's a not the film for you. There's a creepy uncle character uh-huh. in this who I just uh, refer to as Wicked Uncle Ernie, like the, uh-huh. the Who song from Tommy. Oh yeah, do you think it's all right? What Tommy? No, oh, you're the kids with Uncle Ernie. I, I just don't don't like it at all. You don't think it's all right? I don't. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't like Tommy. To be honest, do you know? I'm not a big Who fan. Oh. No, there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean that the opening's quite good. I was, I had kind of okay expectations for this film watching that, and you got old Bill O'Burst Juniors in it anyway. So I always enjoy watching him, and then that's that just finishes, and you've got nice trees. Is that your next note? That's my next note, Nice Trees. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Note three covers probably about 25 minutes of the film. It's just, Uh don't care. (laughs) Did not. So, what was happening during that period of time was um, (laughs) no idea. No, well, you'll know because you've watched it. I don't have a clue. That was when Emma does the whole, oh, I'm going home to. The place with no fucking phone. <laughs> uh, I really liked how she kept threatening with a man who was very obviously incredibly threatening and very obviously an escaped murderer. Yeah. I mean, it's... It was like he was completely threatening and it, making out like he knew who she was and she's just like that. Oh, why don't you come over sometime? And he's like that. I'm going to come over and I'm going to slit your throat. <laughs> Ooh, oh. so uh-huh. um, My heart so, is a flutter, sir. <laughs> but it was ridiculous. It was like, how much more... Oh, it was so ridiculous and so fucking misogynistic. It was unbelievable. It was like, this guy's 
I don't know if it was just very poor acting on the part of the guy that was supposed to be Johnny you know, Lee. But, yeah, Johnny Lee. I think he was supposed to be a little bit dangerous seeming, but you weren't sure if he was quite a good guy or a bad guy, but he was very, very obviously just an escaped lunatic. Yeah, he's I think maybe he's supposed to come across as like one of the T birds or something like that. Oh yeah. Instead, he oh, just—he's a bad boy. Seems like he's just gonna like knock you out and fuck you. <laughs> just not a nice man at all. <laughs> Why, sir? I do declare, you and your dangerous self should come and visit me in my abandoned cabin in the middle of nowhere. That would be delightful. We can have some tea. I'm going to fuck you in the face and then I'm going to bury you in your own toilet. That would be a marvellous night out. Please come and see me at once. We should do a commentary for that film where we just replace all the voices. Oh, man. Yeah, so... uh, Yes, he, so don't care. Yeah, don't care. Uh, then the next note, why not just take him to hospital? Cause who's, who's that? Uh, Johnny Lee. Uh-huh. He gets attacked by the werewolf. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, sorry, the werebat. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it does, it looks like a bat. It's like somebody's bought a giant bat face and then got a man on stilts to run about in a fucking hairy slanket. What did you think of the Batface uh, wolf zombie killer thing? Uh, I was kind of hoping that at the end there would be a twist where the guy just takes the obvious costume and his stilts off. <laughs> to be honest. It's left. And I, I really like werewolves. Uh-huh. This werewolf really did absolutely nothing for me. Uh-huh. But then when he gets attacked by it and she's like, oh, drag you into my fucking van yep. and he's unconscious she doesn't go we should take him straight away for medical attention because he's got a massive fucking gash across his chest yep, yep yep she takes him back to her empty cabin in the middle of the woods that's the best place for him really she she's got plenty of paracetamol plenty of paracetamol then I'm sure he'll be fine she does not have the facilities she, ah, I don't know about that. I'm sure she can find a sexy pun to, to make you feel differently. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. What did you think about that whole the werewolf attack thing? Oh, it's rotten. And like particularly the bit where the, the, the werewolf is bathroom at the door and then its hand comes through and then its face comes through <laughs> and its face comes through and it's just like, What's up? <laughs> It's just ridiculous. My it's... my uh, note for that is just Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky? Why so? The the kind of imposing soundtrack that's way too loud. For that sequence, oh, the, it's just dum, the... Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. I guess... <laughs> the, the sun is shining. Oh, man, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, is... Oh, do you know, I couldn't put, put to mind what the... What the, 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 the where that was from, but there yeah. it is. Sun is shining in the sky. That would have been really good if the werewolf like burst in and just started doing like a down tempo version of the ELO classic. <laughs> and then That's like, all why the you and I have never made a film. And all the animals of the forest all coming together round all the windows, going, "Mr. Blue Sky, 
Yep. Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, that would have made the film more watchable. But then the kind of creepy uncle guy uh-huh. is hovering about. Yep. And is neither asked for any assistance nor does he offer any. That kind of annoyed me as well. My next note is just, nice cock. Because <laughs> there's only one way to fix a very creepy sex offender type man. Mm-hmm. And that is to make him a cup of tea. And she's got a really nice old-fashioned like pot that goes on, the, like kettle that goes on the stove. And it's mm-hmm. it's shaped like a chicken. And the... I actually think that was my favourite bit of the entire film. Was, the, <laughs> was that kettle, the, right? Okay. The spout of the, the kettle is a chicken's head. Uh-huh. But we didn't get to see if... if I would have had it whistling like cock-a-doodle-doo. Ah, very been. good. That's how bad this film is when you're watching a film going, I wish that kettle would go cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> and then his chest wound vanishes. Ah. Well... That's standard. Yeah, but... It's neither noticed by Emma or him. Right, okay. You know, and then he's doing that whole thing where he's, like, fucking staggering about, mm-hmm. going, oh, I'm hungry, but then suddenly loses the ability to speak yet again and can only point at soup cans. Right. She's going, like, do you want chicken soup? Or do you want the vegetable soup? And then he wanders outside to the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Where, for some strange reason, even though it's the middle of the night and nobody's made any barbecue, there appears to be some sort of meat that he picks up and then starts to eat. Uh And I was thinking... Oh, yeah, so he does, absolutely. But then, the way he's chewing it, Uh he doesn't, like, fucking swallow any of it or anything. And you can see in his face that he's really not enjoying chewing this. And I'm thinking, he just picked up, what, a bit of shit? (laughs) That's what it looked like to me. Like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Suddenly. Or no, isn't he putting the, that out as like a kind of what is it? Isn't it? Is that you know trying to lure the beast towards the towards the cabin with that? Uh, well, no, because then he has. no, because then he if he was trying to lure the beast, wouldn't he? doesn't he set fire to something outside and then like oh, try yeah. to? So uh, I think that was the reason for that is to try and lure the beast towards. Yeah, I keep saying lure the beast, snare the beast. <laughs> Well, you need to lure uh, the beast, then snare the beast. You do need to. You need to do both. It's yeah. absolutely necessary. An absolute necessity. And then he just kind of runs away. He does. He yeah. does. Yes. Yep. It, oh God! And there's so much more of the film. There's not. There's nothing to say though. But there's then, nothing to say. Where but? Where but? Where but comes back? Ah, uh-huh, but. We should point out that we're saying it's a werebat, it's not a werebat. It is, it is meant to be a werewolf, just looks like It's a... supposed to be a werewolf, it's just rubbish. Yeah. And so... Because <laughs> a werebat makes you think, oh, I'd quite like to see a werebat, but you don't want to see this film. No. You really don't. And that's coming from me, and I like everything. Yeah. And it's rotten. This is rotten. It kind of stalks round the cabin, like, trying to uh-huh. get in. And all this, well, she's trying to figure out how she can hide from it. At one point, she stands on a fucking table. Uh-huh. Yep. You're like, yeah, that'll really help you. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not even that big a table. It's more, it's like a fucking foot and a half wide thing. And she just kind of stands on it. Oh, it's a nice table. That is a nice table. It's, <laughs> but 
But that then, was probably my highlight of the film. <laughs> but then she goes outside. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, and obviously it tries to, like, attack her, and then she runs back inside. And that's, that's like, that whole scene is just, there's a thing outside, how will I escape it, or stand on a table? Oh, standing on a table hasn't discouraged it from trying to kill me. I'll go outside. Oh, it's outside, I'll go back inside. You're quite correct. You're quite correct. My friend, have you any further notes? Yes, alcohol twinsies. Alcohol twinsies, okay. Because yeah. she like you care to elaborate. Well, she downs like a bottle of tequila. Uh huh. Like for some strange reason, you know, when you need your wits about you, down a bottle uh-huh. of tequila. Because <laughs> uh-huh. everybody I'm knows sorry. tequila heightens your senses. <laughs> and then it you. Does. But at the same time, we're, it's cutting between that and the uh-huh. uncle who's well, the creepy uncle who's sitting in the bar. Uh huh. Basically going on about how, well. I didn't fuck her when she was a kid. I'm going to go and fuck her now. And you're like, you're saying uh, this to everybody in the bar. I know. Like, being quiet. And like, he's totally shit-faced. And then he's going, uh-huh. I'm going to go and fuck her. Goes out and gets uh-huh. into his fucking van. Yeah. Like, the two of, the two of them are really bad at acting drunk. Uh-huh. And then she decides that the best way to stop the werewolf killing her is to fall asleep on the couch. To which my note is just, can't get me on the couch. The floor is lava. <laughs> must, must be the only thing that would be going through her fucking head. Yep. And even though she's kind of going, oh, I've got this little gun. Hopefully this will protect me. There's a fucking shotgun mounted on the wall above her, the, like the window. And also the couch is right in front of the window. So I'm not entirely sure that is the best place to hide from a mm-hmm. like hell beast that's trying to break in and kill you. <laughs> you know, just on the couch, asleep in front of the window. Yeah. But then Bill O'Bears Jr. reappears mm-hmm. for a little bit, and the film gets better. That's the the one yeah. thing you can you can count on in this film is that when Bill O'Bears Jr. appears, the film is better. But he's only back in it for like two minutes. So yeah, it's, it's very very little time. Yep. It's not very good. Yeah, there's a confrontation between the uncle, who has, like, mm-hmm. for some strange reason, like, turned up, and is now way more sober. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Lee, who has come back after running away, turning up naked in a laundrette, stealing somebody's clothes whilst they watch, and just walking out again. So I've no idea what the fuck's supposed to be going on at all no. in any of this mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and then Johnny Lee turns around to like, his uncle and goes what are you doing here and the uncle says I have no idea how the fuck somebody puts this in a script that's not meant to be a comedy I could ask you the same thing what are you doing here mm-hmm. you know you don't need the two of them Joe, yeah, well, I've got no idea how you can remember so much about this terrible film because it was so terrible that I thought it was fucking hilarious. I've watched this twice, and I, it's not. Don't encourage people to watch this. Don't say it, you thought it was hilarious. It's terrible. Yeah, but my note for that is just, what am I doing here? <laughs> so see what you've done there. What you've done is you've entertained yourself. <laughs> I had to. That's why I you've entertained notes. yourself, and by watching the film, you have. Uh, we, we are propagating. This, this film yeah. by discussing it here well, and that's a bad thing there's not many notes left 
There's just like Wicked Uncle Ernie sobered up. Goldilocks uh-huh. sobered up too. You know, the two of them have <laughs> so the two of them have got really, really shit faced uh-huh. and then just sobered up again really quickly. Okay. Then then uh-huh. Bill Oberst Jr. comes back, improves the film again. Then the fucking werebat comes back uh-huh. again. And then supposedly everybody apart from Goldilocks is now dead. And the werebat is chasing her. And she decides. Who is the werebat? Is that. I I'm maybe missed something. Well, that's, it? that's what I was thinking because like, the werebat comes back after Bill's been shot. Uh huh. Right, but then it turns out at the end of the film that Bill is the werebat. Uh huh. But, you know, that, that just seemed to not really work with that sequence outside the cabin. Yeah. Because he's been shot. And if. If him being shot, but being the werebat means that he can come back fine, then Johnny Lee was attacked by the werebat, and he was shot, so he should be able to come back as well. But he doesn't. But then I've just written, like, crap night vision, Olympic Uh sprinter, and that's when we find Beatrix. Uh And the two of them are standing around a campfire going, who are you? Oh, I liked Beatrix. Oh, who, oh, is that because it was a little bit like The Howling? Where I thought that was good fun. I liked that. That was good sport. Yeah. Stan, she's a... I've called her Little Red Riding Camisole. Yeah, they made that rubbish, though. They still managed to, to shit that up. But I, I liked it as a, a kind of little piece. So that was... Uh, Beatrix was there trying to uh, basically sacrifice herself to... To wear... Uh, to wear but... Yeah, because she'd been writing to him since he was in jail, and it was her that had lured them there and all that kind of thing. So, but he wasn't—he wasn't attacked until he'd already escaped. That's what I thought. So, so how did, no why would sense. you? Why would you write to him if she had a werewolf thing? If she didn't know he was a werewolf. Yeah, right. It okay. makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah, and okay. then uh, there is a nice. Uh, neck effect there is that's, that's true that's like my third last uh-huh. note uh, the last two notes are yay Bill and then yay the end oh well, there we go Um. so yes it's uh, definitely not a recommend um, from my side for no. Werewolf Rising do, you, do you want to say any more about it at all I, I, to be honest I don't I think it's a a bit of a waste of time. Okay, well let's. Uh, now... As you say, you uh, as I say, you have entertained yourself with that, and I think that's cool. Well, now I, um, I want to pass but... that on to you. I want to to entertain you by right. since our quiz last week was a uh, it, it was a huge chat. It, it was, was a huge, huge hit. So uh, now we're going to play another quiz. Uh huh. Where uh, I will tell you five things from people's. IMDB profiles, uh-huh. and you have to tell me: is it Bill Oberst Jr. or is it Bill Paxton? <laughs> In a segment that we like to call Top Billing. Oh, right, okay. Right, uh, criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Paxton. Oberst. Oh, Frank and Jesse. Frank and Jesse? Yep. Well, Frank and Jesse. Oh, because if it was Frank and Jesse, then that would be Oberst. But it's Paxton. That is Paxton. 
Ah, oh, of course it is. Wonderland. Wonderland, Paxton. Oberst. Oh. Hatfield and McCoys. Paxton? It is Paxton. Oh, that's that's too right and too wrong so far. So uh that's good going. Oh. So this is the decider. Ten pistols. Ten pistols. Uh Oberst. You finally won! You won! Oh, what's the prize? Uh, the prize is the people will now think that you're better at quizzes than they did after Tim Lund's timeline. There we go. Well, that's great news. Okay, guys, we'll have a short break there, and uh, we'll be back to discuss Wolf Cop, and we'll be back after this. Howdy, folks. Blackbird, balance, freaks you come to the right place. My name is Gary, and I'm your guide to Cinnamon Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. Hey, 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 you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. All right, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, and listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers. Oh, slapped. That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three, enough. So join the insanity and please venture frustrations. I'm available on TalkShoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Remember, here at the Sin Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. Okay, guys, and we're back to discuss Wolf Cop. Um, now, before we start, it's probably worth saying that um, regular listeners to our show will know that uh, we interviewed and um, we have interviewed uh, the writer and director of Wolf Cop on two occasions uh, previously. Um, last week we mentioned that they were in episodes, but we didn't say which episodes. Um, so I've got the details here for what, uh, where they are and where you can find them. Um, so uh, the inter- our initial interview with Old Dean uh, took place in June of 2013, um, and that was just prior to. Um, well, the the project originally started out as a pitch uh, for financial backing uh, as part of the Cineco competition in Canada, and that was a that was with the intention of winning a million dollars to make. Uh, a trailer into a feature film so we had interviewed uh, Lowell Dean at that point that was episode 37 which was Heroes, Villains and Mad Men um, and that was a, an opportunity to speak with him um, so that was that was great so you can listen back to that episode just to get an idea of the kind of stuff that they were doing at that point it's really interesting interview and kind of goes through that process and then talks about comics a lot Absolutely, absolutely. And then we also um, we also interviewed him after uh, Wolf Cop was complete and on the week of the official release of Wolf Cop in the States, um, or oh, sorry, in Canada rather, and that was episode 61 in June 2014, a year later. Um, 
and that was Werewolf. Their wolf was the the episode. Um, <laughs> so that was that was really good interviewing. Again, worth uh, getting a list and getting a listen through there. And uh, if you've got an interest in hearing more about uh, Wolf Cop after we've discussed it. So, I uh, without further ado, we'll get into uh, the film itself. It was um, directed by Will Dean. And it was written by Bannister Bergen and Will Dean. Um, and it stars uh, Leo Fafard as Wolf Cop, uh, who's reprising his role from the original Wolf Cop trailer. Um, Amy Mazio as uh, Tina. Matizio. Matizio. Yeah. There we go. My goodness, what did I say? Matizio. Matizio. It's Matizio. Matizio. Where, where? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not it's, right. It's not. It it's is. not French. But no, I don't doubt that you've got the correct pronunciation. Oh, but I'm pretty sure it's not French. My uh, <laughs> my pronunciation comes from the making of documentary. Oh, you know, very I, impressed. You know, there's absolutely fuck all that links Canada to France, is there? <laughs> oh, Raise dear. your game, Mister Vacant. I know. I know what my what my like. <laughs> Matizio is not a French name, though. It's not. It can't be. Right, okay. Because um, friends don't have why. They don't have why. <laughs> why would they? It's going to pretend that lots of other languages like Gaelic don't have all the letters. <laughs> and it's Gaelic. Gaelic does not have all the letters. It's only 18 letters. We covered this. There's, Gal- yeah. there's Gaelic and Gaelic. Uh-huh. But we're talking about Gaelic. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, Jonathan Cherry as Willie. Uh, Sarah Lind as Jessica Aidan Devine as Chief Jesse Moss as the gang leader Jesse Moss who you would recognise from Tucker and Dale absolutely Corrine uh, Conley as Mayor Bradley James Whittingham as the coroner and others Corrine um, Conley as Brian Conley the British comedian's mother it's a puppet it is a puppet she's not his mum <laughs> It's, it's a, a puppy. puppy. It's oh. a puppy. Oh. When people it, thought that our uh, stupid little fucking nineties UK in jokes couldn't get any worse. Uh, they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> Thankfully. Whoa! Boom. Yes. Um. So now that now we've just got the internet, where anyone can put up any nonsense and without any quality control. Yeah, like it's great, isn't it? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So I can't believe uh, that we've made two and a half million pounds from this. It's, it is incredible. It's that, incredible. That would, would be incredible. <laughs> from our, uh, from our, <laughs> from our reciprocal advertising campaigns <laughs> that yield such financial gain for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. My, oh my Twitter account's worth upwards of 37 pence. <laughs> it actually costs us money to do this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You can, uh, you can uh, have a look on Amazon.co.uk for my wish list. Don't bother. <laughs> right, that's enough. I should actually... That's enough. You know that uh, Wolf Cop's actually on my wish list. I should take that off. <laughs> you probably should. Absolutely. Um, okay, you still want to buy the Blu-ray, though, admittedly. That's true. 
Okay, so Wolf Cop from 2014. Um, Gil, would you like to synopsize this one? Uh, I'll actually go for the synopsis on the DVD. Oh, good, good call. Yep. It's better than the IMDb stuff, probably. Well, I'm surprised and shocked. <laughs> small town cop. That's a cop from a small town, not a, not a cop who's short. Okay, yep. <laughs> small town cop. A, a small town cop. Uh-huh. Lou Garou drinks too much. And when bad things happen, he tends to look the other way. Well, if he looked round, he'd see bad things happen. One night, acting out of character, Lou follows up on a disturbance call in a remote area, but shortly after he arrives on the scene, he blacks out. When he wakes up, he can't remember anything. His senses are heightened, and his hair is growing at a rapid rate. That night, Lou's transformation from man into rage-fueled werewolf takes shape. Wolf Cop is one cop's quest to become a better man, one transformation at a time. There you go. There we go. Very good. Yep. Okay. So, Gil, how do you think Wolf Cop measured up to the original, um, the original promise? I I think it delivered everything they said it was going to. Yeah. And more. Absolutely. Yep. To be honest, it was, it's shocking that it's only. What, 75 minutes long? Yeah, it's very it's, concise. It is, it's perfectly concise. It's just... Huh. I haven't had that much fun watching a film in a while. Like This week I've watched Wolf Cop and Housebound. Both of them are just just so entertaining. Uh-huh. I, I think at the moment I'm really enjoying horror comedies because they're managing to get the blend just mm-hmm. right. And even though these two films are more comedy than uh-huh. than straight-up horror. The horror elements that they've put in to each one are just done so well. Uh-huh. I mean, the the effects in this... If you watch the documentary, the barn explosion's really good. Spoiler, a barn explodes. <laughs> yep. But, yep. yeah, looking back at all the, the Cineco stuff, because you can still do that. You can have a look up on their their YouTube accounts and everything, and you can see the week-by-week things that they did, like the trailer they started off with mm-hmm. that they'd made before they they were when they were trying to find funding and then they discovered Cineco, and they were like, oh, mm-hmm. we can go in for that. Part of Cineco was every week each team would be given a challenge where they had to create a new video. Things like, show us a scene from your film that doesn't have any speaking in it at all mm-hmm. and you know show us like what you think the future of your film's going to be show yep. us about your special effects it's really good it is like a it's a preemptive making of yeah if you watch all i think there was like 10 of them in total but yeah it's this film when you look through all them because i've been following it all the way through Sinecu. Mm-hmm. This this does just look exactly like what I wanted, so I'm perfectly happy with it. Mm-hmm. Love it. What about you? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I agree with you in that sense. Um, a lot of the stuff that was already uh, obviously there was there was footage that was already in the can uh, for this that they've obviously uh, reshot rather than um, rather than used again. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's great to great to see that transition from, um, you know, from from the initial those initial uh, stages through. So obviously, they're your kind of your silent sequence that they filmed, um, and I mean a lot of it, a lot of their plans have really tied it, you know, played it quite nicely. Like the the ideas of having the the wolf cop toys and the ideas of having like the vinyl, um, vinyl record and all of that side of things. Those things have happened, and the shooting guns have released the soundtrack on vinyl, which is. Um, I mean, I think that's probably the first thing that kind of strikes you when the, the film starts. It's this kind of driving, uh, electronic-tinged, uh, doomy metal um, soundtrack that's fantastic. It just starts off, yeah. and um, we are presented in the intro with a sequence of something that looks like uh, Satan worship that's not explained. Um, we don't really know what it is. It's explained, obviously, as the film progresses um and but uh, not entirely i like that about it when you watch the film again uh-huh. you go oh that this uh opening sequence is mm-hmm. 32 years ago uh-huh sure with a i i was hooked on this film as soon as the transition at the end of the opening uh-huh. started with like the the pentagram and everything mm-hmm. overlaying on the watch because uh-huh. it looks like, oh, that watch has got a cool design on it, but then the design fades. It's a really, really, really beautiful editing. And again, the the logo of the town and the logo of the police department is a pentagram as well. Yep. Um, so those things are all kind of laid, laid throughout it as well. Um, and as you say, there's, there's that kind of journey all the way through it, the clues being there. Um, and was I right in saying, I said this last week, uh, my, my three-word review of Wolf Cop was Tina Psychic, question mark, no. Uh, now, did Waldine tell us that uh, Tina was going to be psychic, or did I make that up? Uh, maybe that's for Wolf Cop 2. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. well, Wolf, Wolf Cop 2 apparently comes out next year. There we go, as yeah. As it says at the end of the film. Flashes up at the end. No, so, yeah, no idea um, when Wolf Cop three that that we appear to be funding. <laughs> and the thing is, having watched Wolf Cop, I'd have no problem funding it. I'd be like, "That's fine. I'll yep. fund that." Sure. So, um, yeah. So transformation sequence, girl. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's foul. That's what it is. Oh, it's it's, it's so so fucking fun to watch. The first thing we see uh, changing. Oh, we shouldn't tell people, but let's just. Okay, let, we shan't tell people, but. You've never seen a transformation quite like You've it. not seen anything quite like this. Um, should, I, I mean, I think it's worth saying what the what the transformation is because it's quite cool. I, don't, I mean, we can ignore the, that bit, but. Yeah. Um, the, the great thing about this transformation sequence is that it's. Um, when Wolf Cop is, is uh, when the transformation is happening, um, he's basically shedding his human skin. So he, sh- he sheds off a layer of skin to be uh, to be lycanthropic underneath, um, which is very cool. Yep. Um, so it's... <laughs> it's cool. and, it, and it then leads to that hilarious scene with Tina where she holds up the the face to Lou and goes, oh, Lou, this looks a bit like you. 
Oh, sorry, I'm late, Chief. I was just ex- uh, investigating something down at the local brewery. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was I really good. Tina. Oh, ah, yeah, she's great. Tina's superb. She's great and possibly psychic. Possibly psychic. <laughs> we should just make up a few things. We totally should. So like, Even oh, if that isn't the case, then we should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yes. Uh, and I've, I've, I, uh, you, you can edit this whatever you like. Uh, I liked Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off it now, but. I, I, uh, I liked Willie as well. Did you? Oh, that's good. That's good. Nineties was a hell of a decade. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. I thought he was great. I thought it was really good. Just a, a kind of conspiracy nut character who, you know, again, always hate it when when things like this. So I've got a what would you say? A twist in the tail where you kind of really a stinger. <laughs> they've got a stinger, and you can't really say anything. It changes your perception of the film a wee bit as well, but um, nonetheless, I really dug that. I really thought that was cool and thought he was a great character. Um, soundtrack all the way through is excellent. Again, as I say, metal tinge, uh, electronic tinged metal. Um, but then you've got uh, Moonlight Desires. Oh my oh, goodness, that was that awesome. Song. That was so good. It's not on the soundtrack. Um, so there's a, a very sexy uh, sequence where Woman unites with beast, um, which <laughs> isn't really that sexy, but uh, um, it's Wolf Cop and this uh, lovely young woman, mm. um, and Moonlight Desires is playing in the background, which oh, is bodacious. I absolutely loved that song. It's very awesome. The other awesome. thing is, it's stuck in my head. Yep, it is like completely stuck there, and it won't get out. What's that? I don't want sure. it to though. Yeah, so lots of very cool moments. Um, and as I say, this has just been given a full uh, full release in the UK. So it's available. I think these things, for some reason, tend to be particularly available in supermarkets. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I've not seen it in HMV yet, but I have seen it in Sainsbury's and Asda. <laughs> so, I, um, I couldn't find figure. it in Asda. Uh-huh. I so have, there we go. I have seen it in Sainsbury's. Yeah. But I did buy it in HMV and they did have the Blu-ray as well. Ah, there we go. So but I, I was uh, too skint, so I went for the DVD. There we go. I went for the DVD as well. Yep. So that's two, two skin flints right here. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, Lu- Lou Garou, the name mm-hmm. as well. Yep. That's, of course, also a... Something that we mentioned a before. A life and throat reference. Sure, so, absolutely. I what think, was the thing? Is that like a French thing? Uh-huh. Lugaru, right. and then there's uh, and there's Rougarou as well. That's uh-huh. that's a different one. That's more cajun But Lugaru, well, or Loop-Guru, or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, Loop-Guru is the French term, because wolf mm-hmm. is, is loop, uh-huh. and guru is... Like supposedly, like somebody that transforms into something. So ah, I see. Loop Guru is somebody who transforms specifically into a wolf. There we go. Yep. Goodness, very cool. But I really like the town in this because you kind of get a feeling for what sort of town it is. It's a town mm-hmm. full of people that 
you might not necessarily want to live beside. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of kind of anti-social people like the the graffiti folk. And I love, at the start, there's just one bit where Lou's driving along the street and there's a guy that is just standing on the pavement. He just kind of grabs his crotch uh-huh. and, like, kind of thrusting it whilst at the same time just spitting this massive fucking dot of phlegm out into the air. And you're like, yeah, nobody in this town particularly likes the police. But they have the the annual drinking shoot. Uh-huh. I fucking... Yep. I love that idea. Once a year, they all get shit-faced and go out into the woods to shoot things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And you you forgot to mention your favourite bit of this film. No, I was just about to... My favourite uh, thing about this film is still the shop name, Liquor Donuts. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Oh, there we go. As we said, that's only polite. Yeah. Um, so, what more could you ask for? Absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah, I really love this one. I think it's uh, quite similar in a lot of ways in in style and in uh, tone to things like Toxic Avenger, um, and it, it bears quite. A, and and I mean the the great thing is that he, he does become the kind of heroic character um, with Willie as his his amusing sidekick yeah. uh, for some of that. Um, and oh, man, so it's so good fun and and a, a really a really nice journey all the way through. And uh, yeah, totally very highly recommend it. Even if we hadn't spoken spoken to Will Dean, it would be one that we would definitely uh, very highly recommend. Yeah, and uh, I think some of our bodacious listeners have already gone out and bought it and watched it. Yeah, so so Alistair uh, McMillan's uh, good lady wife, um, Carol, making some making some comments about about Wolf Cop. So it's good to good to see that we're spreading the good word. Yep, I I think it's uh, it's really nice to see this kind of independent film and how they. They are now becoming really easy to get a hold of. I mean, mm-hmm. like ten years ago, how easy would it have been to to find a million dollar budget independent Canadian? No, that's film? that. That's that. And now it's like a Studio Canal picked up the distribution, mm-hmm. and it's in, as you said, like Asda and Sainsbury's and yep. all that. It was the same kind of deal with American Mary as well. Yep. You know, these yep. these films that that you think when they're all the way through the advertising campaign, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be kind of hard for me to, to go and see because I can't imagine it's going to get a big distribution at the cinemas here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because they end up appearing, you know, on DVD like relatively quickly so you can Absolutely. go and buy them. Absolutely. I'm hoping that's going to happen with the editor because that's the... Yeah, that will not happen with the editor. <laughs> It, um, it might. It's, no, it won't. <laughs> it's getting. Uh, it does have a, a screening in Glasgow. So it does, yeah. but it's part. When's that? Of, uh, I can't remember, but it's part of an all dare, so it's thirty five pounds. Right. Okay. And so the editor um, is it's Astron Six that have pulled that together, and it was a was it an Indiegogo campaign or something like that, girl. Yeah, but I'm not sure if they're doing it under the Astron 6 banner or if it is just right. two okay. of the guys from it. Uh-huh. But the, okay. the trailer's up and it looks 
looks really, really good. But I don't think that'd be the kind of thing that would that would kind of go to a mass market in terms of D- in terms of DVD side of things. Mm. Be good if well, it did. It would but be I good if it did. But I don't know about that. It would have been even better if Father's Day had. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Imagine yeah. a world where Father's Day was available in Sainsbury's and Asda. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about that world and that world's partially broken. Yeah. I love Father's Day, but the ending, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ending's terrible. Oh, it's, anyway, oh. it's rubbish. Oh, I like that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Father's Day. I've got Father's Day poster in my in my hall. It's the first thing that you see as a as you enter my home is a, a picture of a film that involves a killer who rapes fathers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the ending sucks. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I like it. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. But yeah, we so, did, we we would have said a lot more about Wolf Cop if we didn't want to. Spoil. That's 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 the problem. We don't want to. We're also deeply lazy as well as part of it. Well, you're deeply lazy because you're jet set these days. Oh, I'm jet set, and I've got my gallivant and trousers on, as they say. Yep, and your hobnail boots. <laughs> my hob. That's what people from the Shire wear when that's they're going hob- on a long journey. <laughs> you make me sick. You're gonna go over to America and show everyone your ring. <laughs> Your brass oh, ring. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so on that note, guys, we'll have a short break there and we'll be back uh, to close out the show. So we'll be back after this. Looking for something to fill that deep, horrible, dirty void inside? Then look no further than the podcast Under the Stairs. Join your host, Duncan McLeish, and guests as they dissect horror films old and new. No film is too gory, no film is too scary, no film is too violent for the podcast Under the Stairs. The podcast Under the Stairs can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com or on iTunes. The podcast Under the Stairs is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Podcasts. To avoid fainting, keep repeating to yourself, it's only a podcast, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. Okay, guys. Um, so yeah, so Gil, another another episode in the can. Yeah, shorter than usual, but that's shorter. Yes, but I don't actually mind that. I think sometimes we do meander too much. I don't, I don't like tangents. Obviously, I know. I really I know. don't like tangents. It takes me away from uh, reading comic books and stuff like that. Oh, you see, Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, supposedly being cast as Doctor Strange. Do you know, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. It's almost as if that's been like a topic that's been prearranged. Well, it wasn't really prearranged. It was just you, we started talking about it. Well, that's that should have just been in the show. <laughs> should have just been in the show. That's should have just been in the show. And now we've got a chance to make amends. So, Gil, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, I'm honestly not all that. First, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not overly aware of Doctor Strange, uh-huh. as I was telling you. But uh-huh. uh, you know, I've I've seen him in some of the animated stuff, but I've never like read an actual Doctor Strange 
title. Some people will be going, oh, that's ridiculous, you should read it, it's the best Marvel character. I couldn't give a fuck, to be honest. If I, if I get around to it, I'll get around to it. Don't push me. <laughs> Don't judge me. Yeah. It's, my, it's my life, and I've still not even read the one where Wolverine dies. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I'm not really in a rush. I kind of know uh-huh. what happens. Uh-huh. Okay. But, yeah. I, I mean, I... I, I I enjoyed. I mean, I've not, I'm the same. I've never read any Doctor Strange that's specifically, um, this this specifically has title. But um, obviously, uh, he was in the New Avengers um, for the during the Civil War period, or he was certainly around at that time. And he was, which was a kind of big seismic shift in the Marvel Universe that I very much enjoyed. A lot of people hated, but I, th- I thought it was really great. Um, and he housed the uh, the group, the New Avengers, that were kind of breaking away from the uh, from the Act and refusing to sign up uh, to the Superhero Registration Act, uh, whatever it was called. It's been a while now. But, yeah. um, and his, yeah. his superpower is that he can spread butter onto a sandwich without having opened the lid of the butter container is that i believe that's correct i, I, I that's think right. that i mean that's i'm waiting for an amazing pun there's no amazing pun there's just... no amazing pun you're just you're setting it up with no nothing. there we go oh you've lost it man you've that's... lost it no i just don't care so that's, <laughs> that's how like not that first i am about doctor strange it could the film could come out and be amazing but i've watched the animated one and i thought uh-huh. you know it's all right but it's you know it's i've seen plenty of films where it's about oh this man is an incredible genius and he uh-huh. uh, he loses the power of his hands and shit like that on how does he deal with it and the way that dr strange deals with it is he goes away and becomes like a magician yeah and you know fair enough fair play to him Every- <laughs> 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 I'm sure he does really well at children's parties. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Shows another one of your magics. You know, the fact is, with him having lost the power of his hands, surely he should have been struck off as a doctor. He should now just be strange, or Mister no. S- Mr. Strange. <laughs> not not Doctor Strange, because uh-huh. he he shouldn't be allowed to practice. He's a surgeon. <laughs> can't hold a fucking pencil no so anyway I, I think it's good news that you've got somebody of that kind of level that's, that's doing a uh, that's doing a, a, a character like that so I think that's pretty cool again but what kind of again, level again it's do you just mean? a question of when when the bubble's going to burst yeah but what kind of level do you mean no I mean Benedict Cumberbatch has been in some like high profile things like Sherlock and stuff like that but I wouldn't really say that he himself is Rumpel with the Bailey. Incred- yeah, I wouldn't say that he himself is incredibly like high profile. So I mean, I, I didn't really see much of a difference in his performance as Sherlock and his performance in Star Trek Into Darkness, where turns out he's Khan. He just plays himself. Yeah, I mean that- that's good. But of course, this week the Frankenstein thing is on at my local cinema. Absolutely. So, uh, Are you going? Uh, I am hoping to go. Yep. Here we go. Very good. Just to see, because I am quite interested to see if there is 
like a marked difference between his like on stage acting and on screen acting. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be interesting to see Johnny Lee Miller acting on stage as well. You're quite correct. You're quite correct. Yeah. So there we go. Well, I hope you enjoy that when it when it comes, my friend. I will be at the Witch's Dungeon this week. Um, so I'll be visiting our, our dear friend Cortland Hull uh, on Sunday coming. You said um, that like you were going to be one of the exhibits. <laughs> I know. I, I might very well be. Who knows? The bodacious Roscoe. That's, <laughs> that's that. Um, so that should be very cool. Last day of the season. Um, so I'll get to see it before it closes up. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, as well as my date with Mr. Danzig. Oh, last day of the season sounds like a future folk punk song that you're going to write. Oh, that's nice. Last oh, day well. of the season. So guys... Dungeon. <laughs> guys, thank you very much indeed for listening once again. As ever, we encourage you to check out our pod pals, uh, develop the podcast that are currently running there. Um, Friday the 13th retrospective which I've not been invited on to. Gilroy Kotansky has been invited and also uh, second rate podcaster Duncan McLeish has also been invited but your man vacant has been sadly left on the benches for this one so big fuck you to David Andles there <laughs> um, <laughs> but as ever definitely check out the Villa podcast we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them um, so you've got them to blame uh, you could start uh, your own uh, Friday the Thirteenth podcast. I should, I should, I should. Um, I, I, <laughs> after, I wouldn't listen to it though. No, neither would I. Really, to be fair, um, <laughs> and I wouldn't have your editing prowess to make it to make it not terrible. I know everybody else just sends me stuff now. Going, can you edit this? Oh yeah. God, Absolutely. I'm just a girl who can't say no. <laughs> You're in terrible fix, my friend. Um, so uh, of course Duncan and uh, they're they're in the middle of their Shocktober month and they have Baz vs Horror specials I believe happening yep. at present time um, so that's that's ongoing I've, poor Baz I've, having to watch all those fucking paranormal activity films I know poor boy <sighs> yeah so that's been very good I'm trying to think if there's any other interesting shows have you got anything Gil that you've uh, any of our pals that have been doing anything good? Uh, well, yeah, the the two drink minimum commentaries are still going. I think they're they're also released every Wednesday, and I was on the recent one after the the shameful Corey and I just talking about nineties music brain scan episode. Mm-hmm. I was then on an episode where I obviously couldn't make any references to 90s music where we were discussing the film Terror Vision. Oh, there we go. But uh, I, I don't think I did actually mention... Wilson Dolphins, yeah. Yep. But uh, that was the day that I had... That was recorded on the day when I had given up tobacco and started on the the little electronic thing. And I think I'd overdone the little electronic thing because mm. the only way I can describe it is I was vaped off my tits... <laughs> It's, oh my goodness! It's one of these things where every once in a while something I said will come back to me, and I'll go, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, be- I believe at one point I was talking about uh, contact lenses that have a little, like, like an eye design on them, and the tip of my penis. 
Oh dear. Yep. Well, on that tragic note, um, we'll... <laughs> do you call it my penis tragic? Yes. So, guys, thank you very much once again for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please leave us a lovely review on iTunes. It helps other people to find us. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I, as ever, am at Bodacious Horror. And my dear friend Rockman Rock is at Gil Rockatansky. There you go. You said that beautifully. Yes. I, thank you. I. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell, man? Sorry. Oh dear, right. Okay. But but also, every other like, like our Facebook and uh, Uh Stitcher. Uh huh. Stitcher sounds like some sort of terrible assault in Glasgow, doesn't it? But they're all on bodacioushorror.co.uk as well as links to either stream or download every episode and to the iTunes and everything. It's basically just a one-stop whoring shop for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, thank you very much indeed once again for listening. And we'll be back next week for... Oh, we'll be back in two weeks because I'm now in America. Um, So we'll be back in two weeks for some more bodaciousness and we will see you all then don't have nightmares my friends and goodbye bye
Yeah.